Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. City and state government take further steps to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Oklahoma tribes take steps to recoup financial losses and talking to your children about the health crisis. Welcome to the Oklahoma's Daily Podcast, exploring the impacts of the coronavirus. I'm Dave Morris. On Tuesday, Governor Kevin Stitt took greater steps to mitigate the spread of the coronavirus. Governor Stitt announced he is enacting a safer-at-home policy, which mandates the state's most vulnerable population remain at home until the end of April. In addition, the governor has taken steps to limit certain medical activities and appointments. We need all Oklahomans to take this really, really seriously. Additionally, I'm taking aggressive action to preserve medical supplies and PPE, the, the protective equipment that our healthcare workers use, by issuing a 14-day suspension of all elective surgeries, minor medical procedures, and non-emergency dental procedures. To protect our elderly, we're suspending all visitation to nursing homes and long-term care facilities, effective immediately and until further notice. Finally, Stitt mandated that non-essential business in 19 Oklahoma counties with confirmed COVID-19 cases close for a 21-day period beginning at midnight on Wednesday. Oklahoma City Mayor David Holt applauded the actions of the governor. Prior to the governor's press conference, Mayor Holt and his staff had drafted their own proclamation, but Holt says he will revise that document to mirror the governor's actions. Holt says there are also some minor location issues that will be addressed in the proclamation, Despite the measures being taken to prevent the further spread of the virus, the mayor encourages people to get outside. And in fact, it will likely be critical in the weeks ahead that we escape our homes and discover the simple joys of a family walk. Unfortunately, we ask that children do not use playgrounds because the virus can survive on those hard surfaces for some time. You can watch Mayor Holtz and Governor Stitt's full press conferences. They are online at Oklahoman.com. You can also read more about the new regulations in the Oklahoma. The numbers of individuals at the Oklahoma County Jail, well, that's hit a new low as lawyers, judges, and police take action to keep the population number down. Kayla Branch has more on how officials are trying to prevent the spread of the coronavirus within the walls of these facilities. The situation at the Oklahoma County Jail has been rapidly evolving, much like everything else in this crazy time with COVID-19 spreading across Oklahoma and the country. But specifically, over 200 nonviolent low-level offenders have been recently released from the county jail as officials are attempting to limit the spread. And basically, the idea is that in such a confined space with over a thousand inmates there at any given time, 
the spread, if the virus were to be introduced to that population, would just be devastating. And so they're working to get as many people out of state custody as possible. And and that is, again, just nonviolent low-level offenders, people who maybe have traffic offenses or trespassing, um, things like that. Nothing violent, no domestic violence, no sex crimes or anything like that. And folks with the Arnold Family Foundation have been working hard to go through a list of every single person that is in the jail currently and focusing on those that they believe they'll be able to get out quickly, like people who are in the jail only because they can't afford their bond to get out, even if it's just $50. So they've made a lot of headway there and they continue to work on that. And they've also asked the law enforcement agencies throughout Oklahoma County to practice site and release. So rather than arresting folks and taking them to the jail on misdemeanor charges or nonviolent offenses, just um, citing them in out in the street or wherever they are, and then releasing them without arresting them so that they can keep the jail um, open for those who do need to be there, who have committed those violent, serious crimes and that are a, a true and and great threat to public safety is kind of how it has been described to me. And, uh, you know, another issue that the jail is facing is that the Department of Corrections has said they won't be picking up uh, inmates that would be transferred from county jails who have been tried in their counties and now are supposed to be heading to a state prison to serve out their sentence. DOC said they're not coming to pick those people up because they're worried that if they, you know, continue to have inmates going in and out that they, you know, could help spread the virus. So they're trying to avoid that. But that means that those counties have to keep those inmates there for longer. And currently, Oklahoma County has about 180 people that are awaiting movement to a state prison facility. And since Oklahoma County Courthouse isn't doing jury trials, they're not doing anything that's a non-emergency hearing, things are slowed down over there greatly. And the jail population could continue to just increase as folks do continue to get arrested. That's kind of inevitable, um, but DOC doesn't pick them up and then the court isn't running at full speed. So um, there's good and bad news there with over 200 people being released from the county jail, but more coming in every day. So it's a situation that we'll definitely keep our eye on. Chickasaw, Choctaw, and other local tribes temporarily closed their Oklahoma casinos in the wake of the health crisis. The short-term shutdown of casinos, well, that's resulted in a loss of revenue. In addition, the tribes own other properties, such as travel plazas and hotels that have been impacted by the virus in various ways. But as the Oklahoma's Randy Ellis explains, the tribes are taking steps to lessen the financial impact. Tuesday, we saw the first of what I expect to be many Oklahoma lawsuits filed between policyholders and insurance companies over financial losses caused by business interruption due to COVID-19. These early lawsuits were filed by the Chickasaw and Choctaw Nation, and they were filed in Pontotoc County District Court and Bryan County District Court. Those are the counties where their tribal headquarters are located. Uh, Oklahoma City Attorney Michael Burridge, who uh, represented the tribes, uh, tells me that the insurance companies haven't rejected any specific claims from the tribes yet. Uh, what the tribes are doing is asking a judge to issue declaratory judgments proclaiming that the losses due to the COVID-19 are covered losses. Uh, Burridge said in Louisiana and some other uh, locations, insurance companies have taken the position that these losses aren't covered uh, by business interruption or civil authority dis- interruption because insurance because there's no physical damage. 
The tribes, uh, however, contend that their casinos and other properties have been damaged because they can't be used for their original purpose. Um, Burridge says he expects COVID-19 will spawn a lot of business interruption litigation because of the huge worldwide financial losses. Um, uh, no two policies are the same. There's always different uh, coverages and exclusions, so uh, it's likely to tie up the course of the system for quite some time. Obviously, how that litigation turns out could have a tremendous impact on businesses and insurance companies in Oklahoma and certainly elsewhere as well. Uh, this is something we'll be watching. According to attorney Michael Burridge, it's fairly common for policyholders to file lawsuits seeking judicial declarations that certain types of loss are covered after major disasters. It's also common for insurance companies to file lawsuits seeking declarations that those particular losses aren't covered. Americans restrict their travel and activities, parents work from homes and schools close, the family dynamic is beginning to change. Maintaining a healthy balance can be difficult. Abby Bitterman spoke to several experts about how to find a good balance in this new era, and she has some tips on how to talk to your children about the coronavirus crisis. Hi, this is Abby Bitterman. You're probably used to hearing me talk about OU Sports on the Sooners Extra podcast, but because of the COVID-19 pandemic, I wrote a couple of stories this week on how parents can talk to their kids about the ongoing situation and also got some tips on what families can do in situations where the parents are working from home. The kids are now all still going to be home from school and everyone is in the house all together all day. I talked with Dr. Crystal Sparling, a pediatrician at Scissortail Pediatrics, and Amanda Sheffield-Morris, a professor of human development and family science at OSU Tulsa. What I learned from them is that when talking to kids of all ages about COVID-19, it is important to keep an open dialogue. Parents may be anxious about the continually evolving situation, but Kids are too, and it's important that they know that they can talk about those emotions. Kids understand what it is to be sick, but there are a lot of online resources parents can use depending on the age of their, ch of their child or children to kind of give a better explanation about why um, COVID-19 is different than just, you know, a regular cold or something like that. Um, their children's books online, they explain COVID-19 to little kids and sharing news articles with teens can help them understand the importance of staying home and not going out to see their friends like normal. In families where parents are able to work from home, Sparling and Morris also had some tips to manage that time together. Create a routine with time for learning and play and physical activity and whatever else your family thinks is important. Um, maybe set some goals of what you want to accomplish um, each day, but be flexible and allow for um, leisure time and breaks. This is also a good time for more family time. Um, families can take turns planning an activity to do each night together. Um, whether that be, you know, playing a board game, doing a puzzle, watching a movie, going for a walk, um, what, you know, kind of whatever uh, your family can think up for fun um, in your house can be just a great way to bond a little, use this time for a little bit more bonding and uh, kind of taking advantage of that opportunity.
while also kind of keeping everyone from um, getting bored, you know, keeping the whole family entertained. Kids can also use this time, though, to explore interests that they might not otherwise have time for, such as art or journaling or anything else they can do while staying home. Uh, technology can also be very beneficial. Kids can use Zoom or FaceTime to still be able to um, stay social and, you know, talk with, talk and hang out with their friends or family members like their grandparents, but still, um, you know, staying at a distance. And finally, like I kind of already mentioned, don't forget to take breaks. This goes for kids and parents, you know, kids and especially teenagers might need some alone time and that's okay but parents should also um, take breaks too um, and set uh, set a good be a good role model by kind of um, you know maybe switching off or uh, finding time to take mental health breaks of their own Um, so that's what I learned and you can uh, read more about these tips and Uh, in the Oklahoman and at Oklahoman.com. That'll do it for today. Thanks for clicking. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Go to Oklahoman.com slash subscribe and subscribe to podcasts as well, wherever you may find them. For the Oklahoman, I'm Dave Morris. Dave Morris.